Good evening, and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and I am broadcasting from beneath the Fiery Cross on a hillside somewhere in the Rust Belt region of America. Here on the Rust Belt Clansman, I begin with a pro-white commentary piece and follow up with some mainstream media news articles and give you my honest opinion on each one. Let's begin with this evening's commentary. Good evening and welcome to the Rust Belt Clansman Show, right here on Spotify. I am your host, Paul Brown, and today is Thursday, September 14th, 2023, and it is 7 p.m. here in the Rust Belt. This evening's commentary is titled, Depopulation Fanatics Should Never Be Trusted with Government Power. A message from Captain Obvious political elites with depopulation agendas have no interest in saving lives. Instead, they pursue policies that either outright kill people or shorten their lives and discourage them from reproducing. Sometimes members of the global ruling class whisper this uncomfortable truth out loud, as John Kerry did this summer when he euphemistically described the world's population as unsustainable, or, as Prince Philip of the United Kingdom once admitted before his death, in the event that I reincarnated, I would like to return as a deadly virus to contribute something to solving overpopulation. Most of the time, however, the self-anointed globocracy speaks in coded language, dog whistles, if you will. By advocating for policies that purportedly deal with some woke issue, but whose end effects is to spread infertility and death. Defending abortion up to the moment of a baby's birth, and sometimes after, isn't about women's rights. It's about reducing the number of babies. Rationing fuels necessary for heating homes and generating electricity isn't about saving the planet. It's about making it harder to survive on this planet. Forbidding the use of fertilizers that help farmers feed a hungry world isn't about fighting climate change. It's about inducing famine. Encouraging children to volunteer for castration isn't about respecting their authentic gender. It's about poisoning their family trees before those youngsters even reach puberty. Forcing people to take experimental vaccines with dangerous side effects isn't about saving lives. It's about reducing lifespans. 
These are the cold, hard facts. And once a person accepts them for what they are, a natural question arises. Why should the people of the planet Earth sit back and do nothing while their leaders quietly orchestrate their slaughter? Our entire situation is so absurd. The feudal lords, lords are running around killing babies, castrating children, starving serfs, and depriving the peasants of electricity. A more rational generation would take one look around at these grim conditions and rightfully conclude that the world's reigning nobility must be overthrown post-haste. Through the witchcraft of propaganda and indoctrination, however, our feudal lords have convinced a depressingly large number of youthful idiots that their campaign of child mutilation, social mayhem, and senseless murder is somehow virtuous. How do you commit genocide without anyone calling you a monster? You simply teach these victims that their murderers are politically correct, and after a generation or two, the most malleable among us will be volunteering to help massacre themselves. This is a dangerous game. The only way a minuscule number of ruined families can donate, dominate the planet is if the global population continues to believe that all these destructive policies are actually their idea. As soon as that spell is broken and people wake from their self-imposed slavery, then a season of pitchforks and pyres will end ruling class power forever. It is absolutely imperative that the masses keep chanting about climate change and transgenderism, lest they break free from their claims and rid the world of their Mashavian masters. There's a reason the Marxist globalists had been, up until recently, slow walking the peasants towards their new world order cages. They knew a great awakening among the populace would mean lights out for them. Better to keep the people in the dark while they dig their own graves than admit to the Great Reset is real, and start digging their own. Something has changed, though. Whether it is the result of COVID exuberance, a fear that Donald Trump has woken a sleeping American dragon, or the intoxicating effect of lockdowns and mandates, the ruling class cult isn't hiding anymore. Their message is clear. Censorship and control are the future. The ruling families will continue inventing new things to fear. The global population will be expected to cower and obey. The authoritarian cat is out of the bag, and the stakes are high for both masters and slaves. For anyone still entranced by the delusion that government is good, or that Marxist globalists are virtuous, ask yourself when the ruling class cult last did some good.
When was the last war that they started that ended up saving lives or ensuing long-term peace? When was the last economic program that they initiated that did anything other than further enrich the wealthy while impoverishing the non-elites? When was the last conspiracy theory that they mocked and censored that didn't end up being true? The globalist cabal engages in war for profit, steals from middle-class pockets, disparages truth as lies, and peddles endless lies as the official truth. Only a committed misanthrope or dangerous fool could look at the long litany of government-orchestrated harms and conclude that the answer is our hardships is even bigger and more powerful government. There is a simple test for evaluating whether a government should be permitted to maintain power over the people. Does it act in ways that protect citizens' lives, ensure their liberties, and secure their private properties? Life, liberty, and the fruits of persons' labor these are the precious treasures of any legitimate government must defend. In a state of nature, people defend these treasures on their own. They put down their swords and accept the temporary authority of intervening institutions only in exchange for the government's promise that it will take up the struggle of preserving these treasures on the people's behalf. If the government fails to do so, or worse, it actively threatens the lives, liberties, and properties of the citizens, then it contradicts its purpose for existing and must be replaced. The people must again pick up their swords and defend themselves until they can agree to a new form of government capable of protecting life, liberty, and property more earnestly. Does our government pass this test today? Let us count the ways that it does not. It refuses to protect our nation's borders, and by doing so, aids and abets narco-terrorists, child traffickers, and international gangs that have been drenched America's big cities, small towns, and a bloody wake of overdoses, violence, and murder. It picks unnecessary fights with nuclear foes to justify endless defense spending that can be laundered back into the pockets of a political class accustomed to sacrificing other people's children. It forces its citizens to undergo experimental medical treatments. It forces parents to accede to the sexualization and surgical mutilation of their children. It forces the faithful to spurn their religious beliefs in favor of the state's woke ideology. It censors speech that it dislikes, especially political speech, that condemns the government's abuses. It declares spurious public health emergencies in order to fracture communities, close businesses, regulate travel, spy on communications, 
and disarmed citizens. It taxes incomes, purchases, sales, lands, vehicles, investments, inheritances, behaviors, travels, entertainments, licenses, savings, financial transfers, and anything else that permits the government confiscation of citizens' property. In other words, our government does not protect our lives, liberties, and properties. It sees these treasure as things that it can forcibly plunder. The ruling regime will continue plundering from the people until the people have finally had enough. The people will finally have enough when they realize that the political elites do not have their best interests at heart. For those people straddling that line today, consider the simple truth. No group of people actively working to depopulate the planet should be trusted with power of any kind. When the ruling class cult says that overpopulation is humanity's biggest threat, it isn't referring to people being born on the other side of the world. It is talking about you. It will deprive your home of fuels and electricity, sterilize your children, inject your body with poisons, unleash economic Armageddon, and, or and organize any manner of cataclysms, all to put you and the people you love in an early grave. You sit and watch our country crumble. You complain about where America is headed. You even say that the Republicans are just as bad as the Democrats. You say what America needs is a third political party, one that will work for the people, one that follows God's laws, not man-made-up ones, a government run how our forefathers set up and intended America's government to remain. Have you ever heard of the Knights Party? A legally registered third political party with the goal of political power? It's right here, right now, striving hard to reach its goals. But we need your help. You don't have to join anything if you don't want to, but you could contribute. We don't have major donors like the Republicans and Democrats. No, no Jewish funding. Just good, honest folks like yourself who are fed up with the direction America is heading. Instead of complaining about what's going on, do something. Check out the Knights Party website at www.kkknationaloffice.com. See what we're about, at least. I think you'll find that we're not so far apart on what we all want the change America needs. The Knights Party is truly America's last hope.
Our email address is nationaloffice at thenightsparty.com. Send us an email asking how you can help. Emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge sanctioned by the U.S. government. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. Enough of the mainstream media pushing whatever the government tells them to push. Enough being told as white people that we should be ashamed of our white skin. Enough of watching our white history being erased to appease non-white people in our white Christian nation. Listen to Behind the Hood every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday exclusively here on AltRightTV.com. The Invisible Knight brings you one news article, gives you his opinion on it, all in 15 minutes. If you want the truth, that's what you'll get on Behind the Hood. Your daily dose of truth. Okay, welcome back everyone and thank you for sticking around for the rest of this Thursday evening's uh, show. We're going to jump right into uh, the news articles that I have for this evening. And I think I'm just going to go straight down through the list uh, because I have uh, seven or eight here uh, that I'd like to cover this evening. The first one here comes from the news source, The Daily Caller. The headline is, New Mexicans do the most American thing ever to defy Second Amendment ban. Uh, On Tuesday evening show, I did the article, at least I think I did. Uh, I know I had it picked out uh, to where the uh, Democratic governor in New Mexico decided to have a 30-day ban of... uh, 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 the right to carry, and I believe it was Albuquerque. Uh, And here, uh, people are standing up to this. You know, uh, slowly, America's waking up. You know, they're starting to get the agenda uh, that we've been preaching for years. Uh, You know, they're starting to see that our conspiracy theories are coming true. New Mexico gun owners sent a peaceful but powerful message Sunday to Democratic Governor Michelle Luann Grissom by openly carrying their firearms after Grissom placed a 30-day ban on their Second Amendment rights. Grissom issued an emergency order banning all firearms from being carried in Albuquerque for 30 days, arguing there is a public health emergency. Both open carry and concealed carry were prohibited. Uh, if this isn't government overreach enough for you, uh, what's it going to take? Now, this was in New Mexico, but guess what? Uh, it doesn't matter where it started. As soon as one uh, Democrat sees that another Democrat got away with uh, uh, you know, uh, taking rights away from citizens, they'll jump right on the bandwagon, too. Good for these uh, uh, people. For, you know, they sent to hell with her 30-day ban on their Second Amendment rights. Uh, you know, we're getting tramped on left and right. And what gets me 
is we're talking about the city, which, you know, there is no 30-day ban, uh, constitutional ban, anywhere in America on owning and carrying firearms. But you would think that this Michelle Luang Grissom, now we're going to hopefully get in here to see um, what her public emergency is, probably uh, uh, killings, uh, well, let's let's just see uh, where this goes here. Uh, Grissom issued an emergency order banning all firearms from being carried in Albuquerque for 30 days, arguing there is a public health emergency. Uh, dozens of peaceful New Mexicans were observed open carrying their firearms in protest per video shared online by Ford Fisher. Uh, someone tweeted here, uh, New Mexico gun owners rallied in Albuquerque today in open defiance of the New Mexico governor's order banning open and concealed carry of firearms there as a one-month emergency. Uh, story continues here, all we wanted to do is protect our families, our friends, our communities. I've gone on two combat tours with the Marine Corps and fought on the front lines. I've done 11 trips as an independent contractor. She thinks she has the right to take away my freedom to protect my community. I don't think so, an unidentified speaker said to the crowd which proudly donned American and Gaddison flags. Uh, this will not stand. We will not comply. Look what the U.S. government did to the Native Americans. They tried to strip them of their rights. This is the same thing. Our Apache brother resisted until the very end. Uh, the Navajos... Uh, we have to be the same resilient. Uh, now here, um, this kind of ruins the article. You know, what the government did to the Native Americans. I get so sick of hearing this. It isn't funny. Native Americans were no more than animals roaming the countryside. Uh, they could have never civilized uh, America. And you know what? If the wagon burners would have just been left here alone, They'd be starving right now because they would have killed off every animal possible. They 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 were uh, too uh, uncivilized, uh, you know, to uh, produce anything. You know, they roamed from plane to plane, killing buffalo. That's all they did. And then when a white man got here and tried to civilize them, look what happened. So, you know, uh, to hell with the American, the Native Americans. Uh, I honestly don't care if they have the right to carry or not. You know, uh, there's another group of people, uh, just like the blacks, that don't, don't appreciate a damn thing uh, that Whitey has done for them. Uh, anyhow, back to the artic uh, article here. A, a woman who self-identified, this is a, a self-identifies as an indigenous person. 
Police reportedly did not intervene or enforce the so-called public health order. Uh, Grissom's order has already been challenged with resident Foster Haynes and the National Association for Gun Rights launching a suit arguing the order is in violation of Second Amendment rights. The plaintiffs point to a recent Supreme Court decision which found New York's concealed carry law was unconstitutional and instead must be based on historical tradition. Uh, you know, I should have expected uh, this coming from New Mexico. Uh, now, you know, God bless the white people uh, that are in New Mexico, but um, I don't have the statistics, but they are probably uh, the minority in New Mexico. And, you know... Uh, Okay, these indigenous people stood up against uh, their right to carry. Guess what? You know, the wagon burners want to bitch about what we took, and why the hell are they crying about any rights they have? Think about that. You know, if if we took everything from them, they shouldn't have the right then to even bitch, right? That's a little bit uh, hypocritical, I would say. Okay, well, that kind of ruined that after uh, uh, I seen what most of the people were. Now, what needs to happen is white people, uh, white Christian people across the nation, when uh, the government tries to pull this stuff, this is what white people need to do. Band together and say, uh, no, uh, we're not going to let you step on our rights anymore. And remember the commentary piece there of uh, the definition. Now, it didn't say that, but that's what it meant. The definition of a tyrannical co uh, country, a tyrannical government. Uh, that's what we have. Uh, the next article I have, this is unbelievable too. Uh, this comes from The Blaze. The headline is, School su suspends first grader for pretending fingers were a gun during a game of cops and robbers. Yeah, uh, a kid suspended for using his fingers. A school in Alabama suspended a first grader for pretending his fingers were a gun during a game of cops and robbers with another student, according to reports. Jared Belcher said his six-year-old son was suspended from Bagley Elementary School in Jefferson County, Alabama. The first grade student was reportedly suspended for using his index fingers as a gun while playing a game of cops and robbers with another boy at school. You know, who hasn't played? Uh, now I'm talking uh, to some of my older uh, listeners. Who hasn't played as a child cops and robbers and cowboys and Indians? Um, you know, uh, I grew up in a poor family. Now, don't get that, take that wrong. 
our needs were met. Uh, my uh, mother and father uh, and four siblings uh, had everything we needed. Maybe we didn't have everything we wanted, but uh, God saw to it that we had everything that we needed. So my point here is when I was growing up and uh, we would play cops and robbers, we used, uh, or I used, anyhow, and there was other kids too, that used their fingers for guns. You know, uh, sometimes uh, my parents couldn't afford to go to the five and dime and uh, buy a cap gun. And, you know, as a kid, that was fine. Uh, the fingers uh, worked just as well. Now, imagine now where a child can't use his fingers. Maybe the parent was poor. But you know what? In today's times, maybe the kid had to use his fingers because he even took toy guns off the shelves in school. Uh, I remember when I grew up, I used to go into the five and dime, and uh, uh, there was an array of cap guns. You could even buy the little boxes uh, of the rolls of uh, caps in it. And you know what? I haven't seen any of those for years. Um, now, not that I go to the toy section a lot, but, uh, you know, I, I don't see them. Uh, let's see. Uh, Belcher said he was called by school administrators, and he was instructed to remove his young son from the school for the alleged infraction. Belcher told WBRC, I asked her, I said, well, did he threaten anyone? No. Was there any violence? No. Was there any indication of a current or future threat? No. I said, well, then this kind of seems benign to me. It sounds like two students playing. And she said it was, but in this climate, this day and age, we have to take all the incidents very seriously. You know why we have, uh, in this day and age, the way things are? Because of teachers like this that says, uh, in this day and age, uh, you know, we have to restrict, restrict child's play. That's why it's restricted, because of teachers like her and people like her. What is that hurting for a child to have a cap gun? If you think about it, Children, would, like when I was a child, a simple cap gun, when we had them, we, we took care of that because, you know, like I said, I grew up in a poor family. Uh, when you bought a toy, you took care of it. So when I had a cap gun, I took care of it. Uh, my dad was a big hunter. Uh, so, you know, I would see him before I was old enough to hunt. Once I uh, hit 12, uh, I hunted as well. But guess what got me familiar with the firearm? Playing with cap guns. That's how children learn that, you know, guns uh, aren't to be played with. I know uh, uh, my dad, like, even with the cap gun, uh, he would teach me, you know, don't point that at people. Uh, you know, uh, even down to the rolls of caps. Make sure you don't put your toy away loaded, you know, with the caps. And uh, uh, 
this instilled common sense with firearms. You know, now kids, they have uh, their first their first sight of a firearm is whenever their parent buys them one. That's their first introduction to a firearm. And uh, just not too long ago, I did an article where the Biden administration wanted to cut funding to schools that had a hunter education, uh, hunter safety education classes. He wanted to uh, uh, withhold funds. Uh, you know, it's my idea that I would sooner be around a child or a young adult that grew up with firearms, starting with, you know, just cap guns. Cap guns, of course, can't kill anybody, but when a par as a parent, it's a teaching tool to get your child ready uh, to uh, exercise their Second Amendment rights. And here, a uh, uh, child suspended for using his fingers to play cops and robbers. Yeah, uh, also, you know, uh, when I was a child and we played cops and robbers, the cops always won because back in, in, in my days, cops were well respected. They were the good guys. Now our government tells us that the cops are the bad guys. So, you know, uh, kids that play cop, cops and robbers today, their heroes probably the robber because that's all they see. That's all they see on TV. All they hear in school is uh, cops are bad. Cops are racist. So now, in today's time, the robbers are the heroes. But when I grew up, it, the, the cops were the heroes. Uh, you know, they always won. When, uh, whenever we played cops and robbers, they always won. That was back in the days when law enforcement was respected. Not so in today's times. And not because cops all of a sudden became racist. That's not it at all. When you have 13% of your pop population that's black and they commit 56% of your crimes, that means 56% of the time, guess what? A cop's going to encounter a black. So, uh, And you know what? Even with those statistics, there are still more white people killed by law enforcement than there are blacks. This has been a, a trend since at least 2016 when they started uh, collecting data for this. So, you know, uh, 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 the whole idea that cops are racist, racist and they hunt down black people is BS. Uh, let's see. The school claimed the boy committed a 322 threat violation, which the student and parent handbook for Begley Elementary defined as making a threat or intimidation of another student. My God, they're playing. They're playing. You know, any child uh, that would be offended by other children playing, uh, you know, um, bad parenting, if a child feels threatened, over other children playing. Uh, you, probably the kids that were offended were the ones with pansy parents, you know, the leftists. 
Uh, Fox News reported potential violations include a threat to do serious bodily harm or violence to another student by word or act, cyberbullying, or intimidation that may induce fear into another. Uh, the handbook gives examples such as a threat to kill, maim, or inflict serious harm. A threat to inflict harm involving the use of any weapon, explosive, firearm, knife, prohibited object, or other objects which may be perceived by the individual being threatened as capable of inflicting bodily harm. Uh, the other boy playing cops and robbers was also suspended, according to the reports. Now, who could possibly be threatened by a child playing cops and robbers using his fingers? You know, this school makes it sound like these children uh, were playing with uh, actual, real, loaded weapons. Folks, this is kids using their fingers as guns. And I'm sure there's plenty of listeners that did the same thing as uh, children. You know, we had our fond memories playing. Today's children, they're going to grow up, when they look back at their uh, young lives, they're not going to have any fond memories. None. And uh, that's, that's a shame. And along with the commentary, this is why our government likes to indoctrinate students from kindergarten up. They grow up and they don't realize how much fun it was to play as a child. So, you know, when they have never experienced that, you know, they don't think about that. It, you know, it's uh, actually our government is erasing childhood. Erasing childhood. You know, uh, kids can't play. Kids are told that it's okay to be sexually mutilated. And, you know, two- and three-year-old kids are saying uh, should be allowed to be sexually mutilated. You know, at two or three years old, even 12, you know, a child doesn't really understand male and female. You know, a little boy would never think to himself, at least when I grew up, for instance, when I grew up, I never went to school with not one single boy that said he thought he was a girl, and vice versa. Never. Never heard of it. So, how did this just happen? Is it in the water? This is just how uh, big of idiots our government thinks we are. And, unfortunately... There's some idiots. Uh, Belcher said school administrators later contacted him to say that his son, sons was downgraded to a Class 2 violation. However, Belcher said that a Class 2 infraction would stay on his son's record. You know, here you have two kids playing games, playing a game, using their fingers as firearms, and all these big words, uh, a class two violation, and we've got black people running our cities into the grounds, murdering each other. Well, thank God it's mostly black on black. 
But they're running rampant, and there ain't a damn thing done about it. But here, two kids can't use their fingers and play. Unbelievable. Uh, Belcher advised what they should have done was pulled him to the side and said, Hey, this is not appropriate at school, and that should have solved it. Or they could have called me, and I would have handled it. What I would like is for the, this incident to be removed from his record. He doesn't deserve to be branded as potentially violent because he was playing cops and robbers. You know, and here this dad says uh, the the teacher should have pulled him aside and said this isn't appropriate at school. Listen, if they were out on the playground playing, how could this father even say something like that, that the teacher should have pulled him aside and said this isn't appropriate at school? Uh, you know, if, if this would have been my son, you can bet your ass I would have been at the school, and I would have been at the next board meeting. Guaranteed. Uh, Belcher's attorney, M. Reed Marks, fired off a letter demanding the Jefferson County school system to immediately and publicly confirm it will remove any record of an infraction, disciplinary action, or other sort of report from the boy's record. Yeah. As far as I know, when I went to school, the school didn't keep records of us, but you, you know, like a, a police log uh, of us. Uh, you know, if if you did something wrong, you were put, uh, went had to go to the uh, principal's office, nine chances out of ten, you were getting your ass warmed. Uh, then, nine chances out of ten, when you got home and your parents found out you got your ass warmed in school, you got it warmed again at home. Unbelievable. Uh, in other words, here's just what I was saying. Uh, in other words, the school charged a six-year-old boy with an infraction, infraction equivalent to a felony crime, Mark wrote. The irony is not lost on J.B.'s parents that intentionally hitting, pushing, kicking, or otherwise being physically aggressive with another student is only a class 2 infraction. In other words, J.B. would be subject to lesser maximum penalty had he punched the other student in the face. Initially, uh, school administrators alleged that Belcher's son would be banned from attending the school until there was a hearing on the incident. Do you know how much this sounds like adult? Uh, something happening to an adult, like here a hearing, uh, like a preliminary hearing before a court date for a six-year-old boy playing cops and robbers and using his fingers as a gun. Uh, the boy has been permitted to return to school, but Mark said uh, it is too little, too late. Jefferson County School Superintendent Dr. Walter Gonsolin issued a statement on the situation. Uh, the superintendent said in this particular case that parents were contacted and took the student home for the remainder of the day because of the initial information we received. 
After further review of the circumstance, it was determined that no further action other than a discussion with the student was needed. The student was back in class the next day, the next school day. We stand ready to meet with the parent to talk about any remaining concerns. You know what it sounds like to me? Uh, this guy's lawyer scared the school district because this father wasn't just going to take this setting down. Like, unfortunately, many parents t do today. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe, but it's true that uh, uh, many parents don't really care what happens to their kids in school. Uh, you know, they get home from school even. Uh, there's no sit-down meals anymore. You know, the kids can take off. Maybe they'll be home that night. Maybe it'll be the next morning. Too many parents don't care. Uh, so, you know, uh, hats off to this father for stepping up and saying, listen, uh, you're not going to treat my child like a criminal for playing. Okay, let's see what I have here next. Now, here's a sob story. Uh, this comes from uh, Insider.com. The headline, Dozens of jailed kids, nearly all of them black, must be removed from a former Louisiana death row unit after facing cruel punishment, Judge says. Why is the race even listed? Why is it listed? It, it, you know, I've always said, these young blacks are born, born, I believe, with the, uh, it's hereditary, the savage, animalistic behaviors. So, number one from the headline, I can say this. Uh, I'm happy to see and hear uh, that uh, the, uh, dozens of jailed kids are uh, nearly all black. Maybe this will uh, deter some uh, crime, future crime. Uh, I can also say that uh, this is where they belong, Louisiana's death row. Uh, death row unit after facing cruel punishment. Uh, now, you know, I'm not saying, well, you know, depending on uh, what the crime was. You know, uh, and I would say this for a, a, a white child, too. Any child that murders should face adult sentencing. And not only the child, the parents as well. Because the parents create the child. Now, let's see. A group of incarcerated children, mostly of them black, spent nearly a year jailed in a former death row wing of the Louisiana State Prison. Court testimony later brought to light concerning conditions. They were forced to stay in their cells for sometimes an entire day. Whoopee! Uh, one child was pepper sprayed for throwing a liquid at a guard, and they were denied uh, adequate education. 
Good for the little bastard if he threw a liquid on a guard. He should have been pepper sprayed. I see nothing wrong with that. And let's not pretend they're being denied education. You know, if these little black bastards were uh, so concerned about education, they would have been in school instead of out doing whatever it did, whatever they did to land their asses in this jail. So let's not say, uh, let's not uh, complain about adequate education. They didn't care about it when they were on the streets. If they were released, do you think they're going to go to school? You think you're gonna? Uh, you think they're gonna try to better themselves? I don't think so. In my opinion, these will be little delinquents till the day they die. Ah, oh, Louisiana State is the country, country's largest adult maximum security prison. It is some kind, sometimes called Angola, the name of the old prison, a slave plantation where the new one now sits. So now all of a sudden, because a plantation used to sit there, like this should be connected to these little black bastard thugs that what, were supposed to forget their crimes because they're being housed where there was a plantation? Guess what? In my opinion, if we still had plantations, uh, there would be less black crime. You know, go out and work a day's work. And, you know, uh, I've said this on the show before, too. We're all slaves. What do you and I go to work for? Food, shelter, clothing. Same thing the slaves got. Uh, they want to bitch about the punishments that they got. We have punishments too. We break the law, we're in trouble. Now, you know, uh, people will say, well, yeah, but uh, the blacks were lynched. I don't even know why they use the word lynched. Maybe they were hung. So were lots of people that committed petty crimes in the Wild West. White, white people. White cowboys hung for petty crimes. Uh, you know, uh, you have to look back at the times and the punishments for that time. What happened to the slaves when they didn't listen, just like what happens to us if we don't listen, their cop come to the door, you know, being arrested, uh, you'll have a preliminary hearing, you'll go before the judge. This is the same thing that the blacks did, only their punishment, unlike today, unlike today with people sitting on death row, feeding off of the taxpayer for 30 years. In the days of slavery, punishments were uh, uh, doled out quickly. Quickly. Because many of them were caught in the act. Now, you know, and again, you'll have some people say, well, uh, they shouldn't have had a foot cut off for running or uh, a hand cut off for stealing. Think about the punishments. 
Is that really so bad? You know, in biblical times, if a spouse cheated on their mate, they were taken to the edge of town and stoned to death. I'm sure you probably read that in the Bible, what, people being stoned. Set and think about that. Because number one, people pelting you with stones. And if the pictures are correct, it was like a circle with the criminal in the middle. So, you know, it's not, it wasn't like 30-pound rocks being picked up and crushed on your head that you died instantly. Imagine being pelted with stones. Uh, small enough that, you know, these people could pick up and throw until you was dead. You know, uh, that sounds rougher than, you know, losing a hand or a foot. And you know what? Just think if we still had, and listen, the same punishment for white people. Now, you know, the blacks wouldn't go for this because they commit 56% of the crimes. Uh, I don't know uh, what other non-white races, what percent of crimes uh, they commit. But, you know, whites aren't near, nowhere near half. So there would still be more black criminals. So this, this, this idea that I would suggest wouldn't fly with black people either. But I'm saying even uh, a white punishment, if you're caught stealing, you lose a hand. You're only going to get caught twice. Whites included. See, now if that would be passed as a law, uh, like I said, the blacks wouldn't go for it because um, there, there are more black criminals than white criminals. So again, they would say that it's racist because they, uh, you know, have the same punishments uh, as white people. Uh, let's see. Um, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards first ordered the kids moved to Angola last summer. Months of legal battles followed. Now, after a year, a federal judge has intervened ruling Friday that the kids must be moved out of the prison by September 15th. For almost 10 months, children, nearly all black boys, here we go, how many times are they going to say this, nearly all black boys? Guess what? If that's who the criminals are, then so be it. You think they would be ashamed. You know, instead of throwing this out here as a pity party uh, uh, for these black thug criminals, you would think that when that's thrown out there, you know, like all black boys, you would think the blacks would be hanging their heads in shame because it shows just how criminal they are from a young age up. But they should be feeling shame, not us, not whites. Uh, anyhow, for almost 10 months, children, nearly all black boys, have been held in abusive conditions of confinement at the former death row of Angola, the nation's largest adult maximum security prison. Dave Utter, lead attorney on the case, wrote in a statement on Friday, We are grateful to our clients and their families for their bravery in speaking out and standing up against this cruelty. You know, 
it couldn't be cruel enough. Because like I said, these kids, if they go in there, they're given a slap on their wrist. They're treated like, uh, uh, you know, a normal law-abiding citizen, child. They're going to think, boy, that wasn't bad at all. And they're going to keep committing crimes. Uh, while rates of U.S. youth incarceration have fallen in recent decades, declining 77% between 2000 and 2020, racial dis disparities persist. As of 2019, black children were 4.4 times more likely to be incarcerated compared to white children, according to the Sentencing Project, a research and advocacy organization focused on the uh, decarceration efforts. Listen, how hard can it be to figure out when you have a race that commits one single race commits 56% of our crime? Don't you think the juvenile halls, jails, prisons would be mostly black? It's not a racial disparity. You know, they say a racial disparity because this is a way, uh, and unfortunately it happens, uh, white people, uh, the cheap, will see that racial disparities and they'll think, oh, that poor black person. That poor, poor, poor black child. And, you know, the, the, the black kid could have murdered his whole family. And, you know, uh, uh, some white person. Oh, racial disparity. That poor, poor black child. It's unbelievable. But it happens. It happens. Uh, his ruling, the judge said prison officials had violated the 14th Amendment and that the children had faced cruel and unusual punishment, according to the ACLU of Louisiana. The ruling came after a hearing last month revealed officials detained the children in their cells for long periods of time, used pepper spray in certain cases, and limited their access to education. Like I said, uh, they, if they would have been worried about education, they wouldn't be in the spot that you're in. You know, it's a little late to claim you're being denied an education when before you was incarcerated, you did diddly shit with education. So you, scratch that off. Pepper spray. This is what happens in uh, prisons when uh, the inmates get unruly. You've seen the classrooms, videos of classrooms in these black schools, a majority black. And, and it doesn't even have to be a majority. If there is a classroom that is 5% black, there is going to be total chaos. It's going to be a zoo trying to control that class. So, you know, uh, if these thugs, if they want to be thugs, they should be dealt with. What's going to happen when they get uh, uh, incarcerated later? And it, it'll happen. It'll happen. 
you know, with the average IQ of 70, borderline retarded, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little hard for, for them to catch on. That their actions cause their cause the reaction. They can't comprehend that. So they might as well get used to being uh, pepper sprayed because when they go to uh, prison as an adult and they act out, that's what they're going to get, pepper spray. And in their cells all day. You know, again, uh, when uh, uh, these little thugs grow up and they continue to commit crimes and they end up in prison, when they start acting out in prison, guess what? That prison's going on lockdown. And you know what that means? You're locked in your cell all day. So uh, these little bastards are getting a taste of life in the hood. And I don't think, from what I've read so far, I don't think it's harsh enough. Um, the ruling came after a hearing last month revealed officials detained the children in their cells for long periods of time. Use pepper spray in certain cases. Oh, wait, I read that. Uh, testimony from a guard at the facility and an expert witness revealed officials held several children in their cells for anywhere between 14 and 22 hours. Are you serious? Try lockdown in prison where it's months at a time. Good God. Uh, depending on the day, local news station WN, WWNO reported. Uh, state law prohibits guards from holding children in their cells for longer than eight hours outside of sleeping hours. Uh, video footage played at the hearing also revealed a guard had used pepper spray against a child after he threw liquid from his cell toilet, according to WWNO. Uh, submitted testimony from the children involved in the case also indicated that their required access to education had declined since moving to the Louisiana State Penitentiary. Uh, the government's office did not respond to a request for comment from Insider ahead of publication. Well, we already scratched off. Uh, education. We scratched off getting pepper sprayed, and we scratched off, uh, you know, uh, being confined to their cells. Um, here you had a black, I don't care what, what age he is, a black thug. And, you know, you could even use thug lightly. Throwing liquid from his cell toilet. You know, uh, nine chances out of ten, that was piss. Spit, vomit, uh, crap. You know, I only know of one species of animal that throws its uh, feces, and that's apes. Take that for what it is, but uh, that's the only animal I know of that does such things. And what else do we have here? 
Uh, here we go. Uh, now the tables are turned here, and now this is supposed to be a crime because it's a black. Uh, this comes from meall.com. The headline is, Brad Gober, Georgia police chief, placed on paid leave for allegedly slamming student to the ground. Uh, are white people out rioting? Uh, this was a black uh, uh, police chief. Are people, are white people out rioting? Burning cities to the ground, out looting stores, blocking traffic. Big difference. Uh, maybe this will say what uh, race the kids was, but uh, I mean it doesn't matter. There's a black, a black uh, cop. Uh, this comes out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Georgia Police Chief Brad Gober was placed on paid leave by the DeKalb County School District after being seen on a video body slamming a student while making an arrest. The youngster was allegedly knocked to the ground by DCSD uh, Police Chief Gober on September 1st after he appeared to avoid another officer's attempt to seize his arm, per the viral footage. The DeKalb County School District reported that they were looking into the incident and are aware of the video displaying police chief Gober detaining a 17-year-old student at Redan High School. As the inquiry continues, or the inquiry continues, the district stated they cannot provide any more details, but they did add that they'll responsibly address this matter in the best interest of the community and our students. Um, Let's see. Uh, the student is seen escaping from the police in a clip aired by Atlanta-based station WSB-TV before Gober pulls, pulls him up and partially flips him over to force him to the ground. The broadcaster uh, claimed that there was more unreleased material and that they had only gotten a part of it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, there's there, there's a black school cop body slamming kids. Are the blacks out rioting or whites out? They didn't name the race of the child. So yeah, they didn't name the race of so the child. Was probably uh, white. Uh, that would be my guess. Let's move on to the next article I have for this evening. You know we have. Black History Month, uh, I think sometime this month is, um, uh, let me see, okay, I thought there was a, maybe that's uh, next month, but anyhow, it's the beginning of uh, Hispanic Month, uh, we have Pride Month, now here to add another, uh, you know our whole calendar is going to be filled up with nothing uh, but black holidays and homosexual holidays. Uh, you know, uh, America's founders, they get one day. And then that's even combined, uh, two presidents. And we have whole months for black people, whole months for homosexuals. And, you know, what gets me is, now, uh, this article comes from GB News. 
And the headline is, Trans History Month to be imposed on U.S. State from next year. Uh, these homosexuals, they have all these fancy names. Trans, bi, uh, I don't even know what some of the uh, letters in the alphabet stand for. Queer. Anyhow, the whole umbrella of the alphabet soup of sexual deviants you're one thing. You're a homosexual. Now here, let's uh, see what this is all about. A trans month. Some California cities had independently acknowledged the month, such as San Francisco and Santa Clara, prior to statewide recognition. The vote was cast in favor for the trans-inclusive month on September 7th. Trans activists then host a press release to celebrate the new measure. You know, that's pretty bad when we have homosexuals in a white Christian country and they even celebrate their sexual deviancy. And unfortunately, uh, there are uh, some white folks that celebrate right along with them. Uh, you know... People, these homosexuals, God is going to destroy. That's a given. I promise you that. But, you know, a lot of people don't realize who all this is going to include. Uh, I was having a discussion with my fiancé yesterday, and I brought it up. You know, the government is going to be destroyed for it. Uh, think think how much of our government is so pro-queer. God's going to destroy them. Same with people that may not think. Uh, you know, there's probably people uh, in America that think, uh, you know what, uh, love is love. As long as they're not trying to queer me up, let them do what they want to do. Guess what? Those people, zap, you're gone. God's going to destroy you. Tolerating the sin is as bad as committing the sin, uh, you know, and uh, celebrating, in the streets, celebrating uh, sexual deviancy. Uh, Assembly member Matt Haney said, as long as there has been a California, there have been transgender people here. No kidding. No kidding. You know, when I was growing up, uh, the big thing was, and we were even taught that in school that someday, California was going to break off into the ocean and float away. Uh, this needs to happen. Uh, you know, I don't hear any more about that. Uh, but it was over the earthquakes and stuff that, uh, back when I was in school, some scientist or uh, somebody said that eventually California would break off from the United States. Now, there are several other states uh uh, the, I would like to see break off and just flow down into the ocean. But I'll settle for California. Uh, you know, maybe all the queers ought to gather to California, live there, and then when they break off into the ocean, let them on their own. Anyhow, uh, he uh, continued, contributing to the community, making history, expanding civil rights, and helping to build a California that is more inclusive and prosperous for everyone. 
that is a history today that we are very proud to celebrate and that California will celebrate and uplift from this year and every year. He also took to social media to celebrate the victory in implementing the TransFocus Pride State side. The assembly member said if someone was unaware of the existence of the month, then it was down to the failures the failures of the historians and politicians who chose to erase the lives of trans people from our history, rather than be faced with a narrative that did not conform to their own. Listen, who do these people think they're kidding? You want to talk about queer history? People, you, you, you want to talk about queer history? It's a very short history. Sodom and Gomorrah. Zap. God destroyed. Because of homosexuality. That's the history of a queer. And, you know, these uh, 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 dumbasses, these queers, they'll celebrate this today. Not even uh, knowing. Well, you know what? I don't know if they know what's coming for them or not. But uh, anyhow, uh, disgusting. Disgusting. How did we ever get here to where we have uh, our government celebrating uh, homosexuality in a Christian nation. A Christian nation. Uh, let's see. Here you want to talk about something uh, disgusting, and um, this is actually uh, queer and making a mockery of God. This article comes from the news source, BeliefNet.com. Headline, Christians decry our, our artificial intelligence generated Bible verse approving transgenderism. That's right. That's right. Trying to twist the words of God. Um, social media erupted over the appearance of a fake Bible parable created by ChatGPT at the request of the user to affirm transgenderism. The fake passage was shared on Reddit by an apparently transgender user using the handle PsychologicalDog527, who had asked the ChatGPT to generate a fake Bible verse. Uh, this homosexual said he was sad today. So I asked ChatGPT to write a fake biblical passage about Jesus accepting transgender people, the Redditor wrote. The user shared the following passage. Now listen to this, folks, and this is twisting the word of God. In a, in a, uh, this is an abomination, an abomination. Um, now here, here is what this uh, artificial intelligence uh, creates. This is the Bible verse that artificial intelligence created to support uh, homosexuality in the Bible. Uh, listen to this. And a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him. In quiet despair she asked, Lord, I come to you estranged, for my spirit and body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? 
Jesus looked at her with kindness, replying, My child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves, for they shall know the deepest truths of my Father's creation. Be not afraid, for in the kingdom of God there is no man nor woman, as all are one in spirit. The gates of my Father's kingdom will open for those who love and are loved. For God looks not upon the body, but the heart. Uh, you know, that actually made me feel, reading that, um, like a, uh, I can't explain it, like a satanic presence. Um, like I just blasphemed God. Now this isn't what I come up with, uh, people. This is what this uh, uh, artificial intelligence uh, come up with. Now, can you imagine that? Imagine uh, just twisting God's word. You know, these homosexuals are getting really brave uh, people. And uh, we have to stop tolerating it. And as always, now I just said that, as always, I do not promote vigilante violence. When I say we need to stop tolerating it, we have to get on the backs of our lawmakers, our government people, senators, congressmen, and tell them we do not want homosexuality, blatant homosexuality, in our white Christian country. And listen, if enough people uh, would come together and say something like that, guess what? It would change. It would change. Um, the uh, uh, population of homosexuals in America is a minute 7%. Uh, transgenders are a half of percent of America. So, you know, it only looks like it's this big movement because our government pushes it. And, of course, mainstream media has their uh, uh, nose up the Biden administration's ass. So whatever Biden says, you know, they run with it. Uh, whether they know it's bullshit or not, they run with it. Uh, so this is why. And, well, and it's, it's uh, Jewish propaganda is what it is. Uh, I've said before on the show, pornography comes from the Jews. The Jews run Hollywood. The Jews run media. Um, so, this uh, this is why you see it on TV. You read about it in newspapers. You see it on social media. You see it on uh, web news uh, sources. And this is all to make it look like this is this big movement. Uh, now listen, we keep tolerating it, and it's going to grow. It will grow. But I'm telling you, contact your local lawmakers, uh, 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 your congressmen, senators, and bitch. Tell them we do not want this type of uh, uh, action in America. Uh, we need to push the queers back into the closet. Uh, let's see. Look, okay. You know, I just said that. And, you know, the way everything is censored today. When I say we need to push them back into the closet, I don't mean physically. 
the government ending these queer programs, these pride parades, uh, uh, mayors and stuff. Uh, here's where you need to uh, send your emails and uh, stop in at uh, uh, board meetings, your council meetings, and uh, uh, voice how you feel about this homosexual agenda. So when I said uh, we need to force them back into the uh, uh, back into the closet, I'm sure there's some panty waste listening to the show that's saying, "Oh, oh, he's promoting." Uh, vigilante violence because he said he was going to push him back into the closet. That's not what I meant, vigilante violence. So Now I know my uh, regular listeners, they know what I'm talking about, but enemies listen to the show as well. And, you know, they just wait. They just wait for something to run with. That's why on the show here, I give facts and statistics. Because you can't argue facts and statistics. Now, granted, I'll say things that are my opinion, and by God, I have the right to give my opinion. Uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to. Uh, you know, I don't like a lot of people's opinions, but guess what? It's a free country. Everybody has a voice. You know, instead of attacking uh, people, you know... Let them alone if you don't like it. Now, I'm not talking about the homosexual agenda. I'm talking about, in general, uh, uh, shows like mine. Uh, I have been canceled to, uh, from one end of the earth to the other. Uh, lifetime bans, uh, even some places. I've had blogs, different shows, uh, all canceled. And, you know, on those shows, I would say, too, uh, you know what, if you're listening to the show and you don't like it, just don't listen anymore. Uh, uh, don't be a crybaby. You shouldn't have to try, you shouldn't be trying uh, to silence anybody because everybody has a right to voice their opinion. So on the show, you get my opinion and you get facts and statistics. And if I don't know the facts or statistics, I will say so. Uh, so... Unbelievable, though, about that uh, artificial intelligent uh, Bible verse that was created. Uh, you know, I don't really understand a lot of this uh, artificial intelligence nonsense. Um, you know, uh, it, my opinion is there's enough people in this country that don't have any intelligence. So instead of worrying about uh, artificial intelligence, uh, get an education. Uh, now, that's just my opinion, but uh, from what I've heard with this uh, artificial intelligence, that it can um, uh, grow and, I don't know, come up with its own personalities and it could actually destroy people. Uh, it could destroy us. Now, that's what I've heard. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but anyhow, uh, think about this. If that is true... And you look how the Bible was just blasphemed by this artificial intelligence. We're talking a mass of evil here. Uh, and that that's something to worry about. That's something to really, really worry about. And as this artificial intelligence is growing, uh, 
you know, the, uh, by the administration, blow smoke up everybody's ass. Uh, everybody's seeing Bigfoot and UFOs. And, uh, I can't even remember some of the other ridiculous stuff uh, that I have seen. It's a smoke screen. It's a total smoke screen, plain and simple. But anyhow, now get this one. Uh, this article comes from Bossip.com. This is an all-black news source, Bossip. Headline, Stay Woke. Black Florida churches vow to teach real black history after Ron DeSantis watered down education. Uh, you know, it's funny when they say black churches. Um, because, and, and they're going to treat history. I hope these black churches go the whole way back to Adam and Eve because there's your black history. Uh, what were you uh, before? And I've said this many times on the show, black people uh, love, they just love to tell you they were here uh, first, created first. They exactly, exactly were. But guess what? When God needed somebody to take care of a garden, he had to make white people. So what were the blacks before Adam and Eve? Apparently it was um, something that couldn't uh, take care of a garden. Right? Um, let's say uh, beasts of the field. And Adam was the one that got to name every living creature. The beasts of the field, the fowl of the air. So, what were black people then? What were they? They couldn't have been human. Think about that. And I hope this church teaches that. Because it's not very hard to, to uh, or it shouldn't be, to wrap your head around that. You know, if blacks were created first, why couldn't they take care of the Garden of Eden? Uh, I guess it would be pretty hard to plant seeds with a hoof. <laughs> uh, and uh, Adam got to um, name everything. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Adam, the beast of the field, uh, maybe he used the N-word. Maybe that's how he described them. But they certainly weren't human. Certainly not. And if they were humanoid, they had to be pretty stupid to not be able to take care of a garden. So the next time uh, you hear a black bragging about how they were here first and they were kangs and shit, remind them of that little, little black history lesson. That's what they ought to teach in school. Seriously, they should. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. A black church is going to teach black history. You know, Christian identity churches teach uh, black history. There you go. Maybe uh, uh, they should listen to some uh, Christian identity sermons and they could get their true, uh, accurate um, uh, history.
Okay, let's see. Talking about um, blacks. Okay, this comes from HollywoodUnlocked.com. Headline is, Mother of 10-year-old Mississippi boy who was arrested for urinating in public demands justice. You put my child in a cage like he's a dog. Uh, this is a, a, a black mother and child. Now, what did this uh, woman think? It, it, who taught the kid to go out and piss in the street? Uh, let's see here. A mother of the 10-year-old who was seen urinating in public is demanding justice and pleads for the firing of several police officers at the Sanitoba Police Department for arresting her son over the situation. Uh, Latonya Eaton, the mother of 10-year-old Quantivius, oh good God, Quantivius uh, Eaton, spoke with reporters on Wednesday that her attorney, with her attorney, during a news conference and slammed the police department for not giving any consequences to officers that took her son to jail. They should have took the mother, too, for not teaching your kid not to go out and piss in the street. You know, there is, like, animalistic behaviors. You know, uh, maybe he is a dog. A dog will just go down the street and piss on something. So her black kid did. Maybe he's a, 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 a part dog. Why didn't... It's always back to what these uh, kids are taught. They get their uh, uh, characteristics from their parents. Maybe the kid saw uh, uh, her dad or his dad outside pissing on something. So he thought it was okay. Maybe if she'd get off the crack for a little bit and uh, maybe teach her kid something. Uh, let's see. While speaking during conference, Easton explained what happened when she went to the jail to get her son. Once I got to the police station, they still didn't let me see my baby. They kept my baby in there 45 minutes to an hour, and they were talking to me about something else that supposedly happened, and that's not what I was down there for. I was down there to pick up my child, my child that should never have been at you guys' police station. I don't have answers to this day as to why they did that. But you, know, you know why they did that? Here's that 70 IQ. It's pretty simple, lady. Why they put your kid in jail? He was pissing outside. He was put in jail for a reason. You know, maybe that's why all of these black kids grow up to be thug punk uh, idiots. Because they weren't taught anything. They, they got no punishments growing up. And uh, what it sounds to me, they were talking to her about something else. It sounds to me like uh, 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 this animal's offspring was out pissing somewhere in public so that he got arrested and put him in jail. And then when the mother went down to get him, she was being questioned about something else. Let's talk about what she was being questioned for. Now listen, I don't know, this is facts. I said earlier 
a little bit ago about maybe if she would put the crack pipe down. Now, I don't know for a fact that this woman smokes crack. I do know she's a, a horrible parent uh, to, to not have taught her child uh, different, you know, from going out and, and urinating in public. But I'd love to know what uh, else they were questioning her for. Uh, sounds like a thug herself. That might explain uh, this kid's action. You know, kids copy adults. So this kid saw this being done somewhere. Uh, another family member. Uh, absent father, I didn't hear anything about him in there, uh, but somehow, uh, and, and you know, this happens every single time, a black, no matter what age, has uh, has to face a consequence for what they did wrong. Uh, and this woman sh shouldn't have a problem with that at all. Uh, she should have actually told her son, uh, maybe this would be a good lesson for you never to do that again. But I doubt that happened. Uh, this is another uh, case, probably going to try to sue the city or sue the police department. Uh, you know, make a buck off of her child being an animal. Uh, that's what it amounts to. I am going to close out this uh, Thursday evening show. I will be back here on Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern with another of the Rust Belt Klansman show. Um, uh, the show is going to be returning to White Pride Radio soon, uh, and maybe it will be there uh, by the 19th. Uh, but if not, it will be right here on Spotify if it isn't on White Pride Radio. But it is going back to White Pride Radio. Uh, look up the show page on True Social. Download uh, True Social from the Google Play Store, that's Donald Trump's version or alternative to uh, Twitter, and look up the Rust Belt Klansman Show and tap follow. Uh, there you'll get all your uh, news about the show, where it's airing, when it's airing, if it's not airing, uh, where it will be, what platform, uh, sermons from the Christian Revival Center, uh, given by Pastor Thomas Robb. Uh, and every now and then, his son Jason Robb will give the sermon, and also uh, his daughter, uh, Miss Rachel Pendergraft, uh, sometimes gives the, gives the uh, sermon on Sundays. All very good sermons, all. So uh, you can check them out on there. Also, the press releases uh, from the night's party of the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, you can check those out there. Uh, I try to add different things onto the uh, uh, the show page uh, to make it a, a go-to place. Uh, so uh, do that. Please download uh, True Social and start following uh, the Rust Belt Klansman show there. Uh, also, coming up here uh, Saturday the 23rd is going to be a live uh, show uh, um, that I'm, I'm launching I'm not sure of days or times or how many times or when it will air. It may not be a regular thing, uh, but it is going to premiere on uh, September 23rd, Saturday, the 23rd at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, so afternoon show. Uh, so uh, download, it'll be on Podbean. Download the Podbean app 
uh, you can, it's simple to get a, uh, uh, to join. All you need is a, uh, email. That's it. No nosy questions. And then, uh, Saturday, when that shows airs, get on your Podbean app. It's 3 o'clock, uh, Eastern Time. And go to the live category and then search for, um, the show. Then tap listen and you can listen to the show. And if you do listen to the show, tap follow. If you tap follow, every time uh, there is a show airing, you will get notified. Uh, so then you'll know uh, when it's airing. Uh, so uh, do that. And if you have any thoughts, suggestions, ideas, news articles, uh, you just want to get something off of your chest. Uh, there's something you want me to say to people, uh, your thought on something uh, uh, on the show here uh, where I can, um, you know, uh, bring your thoughts uh, uh, to the airwaves as well. Uh, the live show, you'll be able to call into that also, and you can join me live on the show. Uh, people can send in text-type messages that everyone can see. Uh, you can converse with other people on there if they're like-minded. Uh, when I did previous live shows, it was always, uh, you know, you get your a couple of smart asses and non-whites that are all offended and, uh, you know, things like that. It can get interesting. But anyhow, check that out. Uh, any emails or any uh, thoughts, ideas, suggestions, news articles, you can email straight to the Rust Belt Klansman Show at heyrustbeltklansman.com. Uh, very simple. It's all lowercase letters. Klansman at mail.com. You can also call into the show at area code 412-244, area code 412 Two five four six two two six. I'm getting all uh, not paying attention to what I'm doing here because I am uh, preparing to read uh, to close out with uh, the prayer. Your figure. There it is. Okay. Uh, here we go, Murph. My white brothers and sisters, please bow your heads. Lord, your faithfulness continues for all time. You will not turn your back on what you have determined to sustain. You have established the earth in your wisdom and called it good and set humanity over it as your governor. Therefore, you will remain faithful to us forever. You are faithful and true to your commitments, and you have promised to lovingly heal our wounds. You are kind and compassionate to what you have made. You will take your stand to overthrow oppression and wickedness, the fruit of evil and rebellion, and you will establish right righteousness for all who have put their trust in you, for you love those who love you. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Uh, you know, uh, God definitely takes care of his chosen people. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people are fooled. They think God's chosen people uh, are Jews. Uh, look at their actions. It sure isn't Jews. Jews uh, crucified Jesus. Do you think that would be God's chosen people? Uh, of course not. Uh, and, and listen to the sermons. Uh, you can uh, listen to the sermons on YouTube, too. Uh, that's where all of them are. Uh, you can go way back listening to uh, the sermons. Uh, get on YouTube and type in the Christian Revival Center in Harrison, Arkansas. Make sure you add the Harrison, Arkansas, because there are several uh, Christian Revival Center uh, listings there. And uh, if you type in Harrison, Arkansas, it should be right there at the top. So uh, do that. Uh, we all need uh, guidance. And, you know, I don't think uh, anyone uh, could uh, teach the truth in a way that everyone can understand it, like the uh, folks there at the Christian Revival Center. Uh, so check that out. Again, I will be back here on Tuesday, September 19th at 7 p.m. Eastern with a new The Rust Belt Klansman show. Uh, I hope all my listeners join me uh, Tuesday. Uh, if you're new and you enjoyed the show, uh, be back here every Tuesday and Thursday at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so, God bless you all. As always, from the Rust Belt Klansman Show, myself, Paul Brown, WHITE POWER! <laughs>